This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who your money helps this happen and you get things for that money and we are happy to send them to you. If you are a backer on Patreon, thank you so much. And if you are a listener that wants to support, go to patreon.com slash says who will send you things. Patreon.com. It's not the same. It's not. It's not. Hi, I'm Maureen. It's happened. The hand on the wall is out. Have you read it? If not, why not? Come on. It's not. You could just, you could do, you could get it right now. You could get, get it on your phone even. You could read it. You could have a good time. Truly devious. The vanishing stare, the hand on the wall. That's like a solid Solid couple days if you play your cards right. I mean, if you really draw it out, you can read that over a week. You read over two weeks. You could just have a little place to visit. I've built you a little cool school in Vermont that you could go and hang out and solve mysteries there instead of dealing with actual reality. I made it for you. The hand on the wall out now. Oh, and also, I have a made-up appearance in Georgia, in Athens, Georgia, on February 27th to make up for the one that I was I was throwing up and I couldn't go. <laughs> See you soon, Sarja. <laughs> Sounds classy, right? Very. Look, I'm fancy. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Hey, kid. I'm going to oh, have um, no. the uh, McDippers. That's not. With that's not a, mole that's sauce. Not a, uh, and I'm going to need a can... lot of them, kid. I'm going to need a giant, uh, I mean, like a crate. How many do you have back there? All the McDippers you have. And there's none. I, He's having it, a party. What even would that be? He's having a party, kid. He's having I'm a sure. I got it quitted party, and he needs. Uh, not... In fact, uh, I'm probably going to need all you guys and all the food, and uh, we're going to just come on uh, over and serve no, it up. And, uh, this is where we work. Well, you got it quitted, kid. Are you shocked? I, I, I mean, no. Mm. It seemed like that was always going to be the case because of the yeah. two-thirds majority restrictions in the actual vote. Anyway, can I take your order? Well, I didn't have to testify. I mean, okay, good for I, you. So, you imagine the shit I had to tell them, kid? I, had, uh, oh. I have seen him stick his dick on the picture of oh. George Washington. I don't I don't think that would have been admissible testimony, but I, I can't get that dick. image out of my head now. Kid, hmm. do you think I should write a book? I guess, sure. That I seems mean, to be what you do when you have testimony. Okay. I don't I know mean, how to write could, a book. You know you could still testify, right? Like you Ooh. could write, oh my, you could oh write God. a letter to any of the House investigative committees, and probably they would let you come and and testify. That seems like a lot of work. I think I should write a book. I mean, the letter's a lot shorter than a book. Well, kid, we uh, live in a we live now in the acquittal age. You know what he's going to get up to now? He thinks he um, can do anything. He thought he could do anything before. Now yeah. he's going to do anything. Oh, 
You know what? He's, you know what event he's planning for next week? Uh, I, I don't An orphan care. toss, where we just uh, toss orphans into the Potomac to oh, see if they float. That doesn't seem like a thing you should do. Well, anyway, I need your McDippers. That's not even food. Doesn't matter, kid. We're, just we're way past that now. You're just going to have to make McDippers happen. Oh, no. Says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. It's been a and, week. It's been yeah. a time. Maureen, hello. You know, Dan, I've always thought, wouldn't it be fun if we just had, if we just got to the point where everything happened all at once, all the time? It turns out it's not. Mm. It turns out, Maureen, that it's not fun. It's, my body is broken. Why is that, Dan? I just, I'm done. Maureen, I'm released. I'm released from impeachment.fyi. Final update went out yesterday with the end of the impeachment trial. How do you feel? But I ache. My back aches. I, uh, I have been, I, I had to course correct a lot of the way that I worked last week when I could, when I just had uncontrollable pinching across my entire shoulder blades. And I realized it was because I just spent hours a day hunched. But I still, it helped, but it is not, I'm not, I am. It's been a run, Maureen. It has been a run. Dan, you watched pretty, if not all of that stuff, you watched, how much of it did you actually watch? The hearings, the... A lot. A lot, a lot. I I will fully admit that I tapped out on the last three days of 10-minute speeches by 100 senators. Mm-hmm. That was just... I started, and then I realized that there was... That was going to kill me. So I I watched less in the last few days than uh, than I did before, but I watched a lot of it, Maureen. I watched most of it. I watched. I saw some things, Maureen. Like what, Dan? You seem tired. I'm I'm tired. I'm really tired. What do you think of Mitt Romney? (sighs) I mean, that was the surprise, right? Like that was. So in leading up to yesterday, the impeachment vote was yesterday. We're just getting into this, huh? We're not we're not talking about your dog or any. We're just jumping we'll right in. So fucking we'll get there, strap in, everyone. We'll get, we're just we'll, jumping right into Mitt Romney. All right, huh? You want to talk about you want to talk about my dog? Sure. How's Dexy? Well, she's good, but we had to go to the behavior vet. Uh-oh. So we had to, we had to go. We've had it took a while to get this appointment um, because she um, she lunges at people on the her leash which is not okay especially if you live where i live where you have to take an elevator to literally just get in and out (laughs) to leave to exit and enter one must use an elevator which is a small confined box with other people yeah that doesn't seem no it's like i'm constantly i mean i have to have eyes in the back of my head it's a constant are we gonna get in and out okay um 
So I had to go to a very fancy specialist vet. And um, how'd that go? It went very well, but she has been uh, diagnosed with generalized anxiety. Um, probably could be just genetic or whatever, but I'm like, this is the this checks out for the age, you know? Yeah. My yeah. dog's got anxiety. That's my dog. My dog is afraid of the dark. Oh, spotty. It's, it's not good when, when you got to walk her at night and she is like ready to jump out of her own skin at every sound. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because I went to a highly, this the behaviorist that there's apparently only 80 to 100 of the these specialized doctors in the country. So Whoa. it's a very specialized practice. Um, but there happens to be one here because it's New York and you can find one of anything. Yeah. And um, and I have pet insurance because it is insanely expensive. It is bananas, Dan. Um, but they, you know, and they're like, feel her heart rate, her blood pressure. You know, like we ne- need to bring this down a little bit uh, and it'll help her and she'll feel better. So. Um, <laughs> so is she on like a doggy Xanax now or something? She She will be on a little something to kind of bring down. Uh, her blood pressure and then a little something to kind of lower the cortisol levels so we can just settle her a little bit and she won't be so stressed out all the time and she won't um, lunge at everyone Dan because you cannot have that happen yeah Um, see that my my spotty does that exact same thing but we do not have the elevator uh, factor instead I just am crossing streets constantly and then the dog owners will will yell my dog's really nice. Yes. And I'll yell back, mine isn't. She's As if nice. I was afraid yeah. of their dog and not, I didn't want to have an altercation with my dog. She's never bitten. I don't think she, she doesn't bite, but we have to be super careful. So she's going to have to wear a muzzle. Oh, and someone's going to get her a cute, cute little muzzle. Um, oh, she's, Dexy. she's a gentle lamb. I mean, she's curled up, but she's, the most loving dog you'll ever meet. She's just very scared. And to be fair, New York is a lot for anybody. And it's 2020. You can't blame anybody for feeling anxious, you know? No. So, um, no. Can you get a dog muzzle with like a mustache on it? You can get like pink ones and sparkly ones. And I'm going to get a cloth one. So it sort of just looks like. It's like, so a mustache on. You can get ones that look like a duck bill. Mm, that seems it's pretty cute. That seems confusing to the dog. Everything's confusing to dogs. Oh, that's true. This is a lot better than talking about Mitt Romney, Maureen. Welcome to Dog Talk with Dan and Maureen. It's true that dog. I also when uh, Dan, I went out the other night, and uh, I realized just how little I go out because I was like, "This is fantastic. Do more more people <laughs> should know about this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was Jen- like i i saw my own city because i walked down through i i walked down through villages i walked down to the lower east side to get to a book event and it was like i looked around and i was in some sort of montage where i was like seeing flashing lights and neon signs and smile and you just saw my smiling face in profile in the corners <laughs> like looking at things and it was delightful yeah janice and i uh went out on Saturday evening to the gym, but still. Um, And uh, because they recessed, so I didn't have to work on impeachment. And um, 
And I was like, wow, look at the sunset. It was amazing. Like being outside and the evening was a was a was amazing. Did you know it's like the sky fills with colors, Maureen? It's true, Dan. And also we're gaining victory back over the moon. Every day is getting longer here in the northern hemisphere. It's true, which is great because that gives us more time to fit bullshit in. I have an app on my phone because of like my, oh shit, I didn't turn my light on this morning. Hold on. Pull my light up. Okay, <laughs> turn my light on. It's like a, there we go. <laughs> that was like a mad lunge to turn your sad we... lamp on. There we go. Well, I moved it then because yesterday, um, the house hadn't been cleaned in a month, like actually cleaned. So remember the guy who came to my house and was like, I developed an app to collect information from uh, uh, cell phone. Right. And then the guy was like, Rod Rosenstein was all up my ass. And uh, that guy. Yeah. You. And then he was developing a, just... a box service food thing, too. He was developing one of those. Yeah. Tell I had him. You did not invite him back. He was here yesterday, Dan. Morning. And um, we watched the final impeachment vote together. <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck? But I had to <laughs> move my fuck? lamp behind a chair. So I, I usually have it out uh, in position. So the first thing I do is I get up, you know, click the lamp on, and it's like an automatic thing. I never, ever have to think about it because I have a station in the morning where I sit, computer, lamp, and it's just a, you know, Dexy knows to come and she lays by my feet and we just have a thing. I always make sure to have the lamp on, Dan. And, uh, but I moved it because the guy who developed the, and Rod Rosenstein was up his ass and then he's, now he's making a boxer and he keeps trying to break in. I forgot. He kept trying to get into Blue Apron with a one page. Yeah. And he got yeah. past security that one time, Dan. Um, anyway, he was here yesterday. And we, well, that's uh, good. Welcome to that guy who's, going to be monitoring this conversation do you think he can just edit the episode once we're done i am sure he can Up, because he upload he also, it to a secure server that guy has a lot of jobs he wanted to fix a lot of stuff and he also teaches sailing so he teaches <laughs> art sailing he builds apps that help the fbi and he is trying to develop a box food service by continually breaking into blue apron and um so yeah, and, and you invite him into your home. Well, he's got one of those uh, backpack vacuums that looks like a Ghostbuster pack. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, that's clearly qualifying then, Maureen. I think that we have to talk about this week. Do we? I mean, maybe not, but I feel like. Do you remember how January really got started in like, oh shit, uh, the 2020 is coming coming in hot. What was we were... January? Well, if you remember, January was like uh, the assassination of the Iranian general. That I think was January, <laughs> was January? 2nd. Yeah, Jesus. I think that was January 2nd. <laughs> Uh, well, that's we right. had we thought the... we were going to war on like the third. Yeah, oh. yeah, we thought we were going to war with Iran. That was in January. The um, the spread of coronavirus was in January. Mm. The impeachment vote was uh, the 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 entire impeachment trial was in January. The mm -hmm. vote to transfer it was actually like the thirteenth of January, like halfway through. Um, you had Brexit. So 
January, it was like, whoa, this is wild. Everything's happening at the same fucking time. And now here we are six days into February. And that didn't let up at all. Hmm. Hmm. Now, I know that I was the one bringing up stuff, but now I'm going to I've. uh, We don't need to talk about it. (laughs) You're seeing the error of your ways here. Ah, uh, Maureen, it, we are recording this on a Thursday. Listeners that keep track of these things, we usually record on Tuesday, but uh, me and you had a, a bunch of scheduling uh, scheduling issues this week. So we are recording on Thursday, turning around the edit right away and putting the episode out pretty much immediately. So uh, we have a little bit more perspective. Had we recorded on Tuesday... The only thing that we would have discussed was, wow, those Iowa results never came in, huh? <laughs> and somehow, yeah. like... Should we start with that? The well, story let's of just Iowa? first talk about the fact that you had, even before everything went off the rails with all of these things, you had in a three-day window, the Iowa caucuses, so the first, the first event of the presidential election, 2020 presidential election. Then you had the state of the union address. And then you had the final impeachment vote of the president of the United States in three days. So Mm. already that was going to be a lot. And like, it was already going to be a Russian nesting doll of shit. And, uh, and then, (laughs) (laughs) You okay? <laughs> just... Are you okay? <laughs> I don't even know. I said oh, and no. then and that I didn't even know where to go. All right. Because let's... it's fucking right. wild. Okay, let's we're okay, let's start with Iowa. <laughs> How do we start with Iowa? <laughs> There's no end to Iowa. <laughs> so start I mean can, can we this Oh no. Oh dear. <laughs> I think he's you guys, I think he's actually <laughs> He's decompressing in real time. Oh no, this is real you guys. This is not I think he just had the actual <laughs> end of impeachment. Oh no. <laughs> I don't think that impeachment uh, FYI stuff was good for him. He uh, ended it last uh, night, you guys. I don't think he's, I don't think he's okay. Uh, okay, I'm all right. Hold on, Dan. Uh, I had to put my glasses back on. Hold on. Ah, uh, okay. Boy, where were we? Iowa. Dan, are you de- are you decompressing in real time? I think so. Do you want to talk There's... about the? I, listen, let's stop a second. I want you uh-huh. to talk us through the feelings you had just then. Let's talk about how Dan is. I'm not good. I'm not good, Maureen. But I am better off than anyone involved in the Iowa caucus. What what word made that happen? I think it was the it. There was a moment where I was. I realized that I had no ability to wrap the thought because there was no end to the thing that I was trying to introduce, and that thing was the first election of the 2020 presidential election and here we are 
fucking three days later and we have no outcome. So what you're saying is the first of 50 indicators of who will be the nominee, which will then, of course, lead. Those are minor events um, pretty much in comparison to the major event that's happening in 10 months. Yeah. We're not getting off on the best footing. So 10 months from now, we're going to do the election. So whatever's happening now is so relatively minor. So what we just saw was the very, very literal first number one indicator of what... Of how this is all going to go. Of the journey. Yeah. And and that is Iowa. Uh-huh. So just for anyone who missed it this week, in case you did, the oh, Iowa man, caucus I wish I was happened. you. I don't think anybody listening to this missed this, but the yeah, Iowa caucus. So. And I guess this is that fun time of year when we all pretend to know what an Iowa caucus is. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Every year I'm like, what the fuck is an Iowa caucus? And every year I read about it in the last couple of years. Before that, I didn't give a fuck what the Iowa caucus was. And um, be honest with you, Jen, I did not care what an Iowa caucus was. I just didn't care. It seemed yeah. like something nice that happened in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, but reading about how the caucus actually happened. Also, when I did a signing in Denver, one of the people in line was a an Iowan who was like, I had to get the fuck out of there. I came here <laughs> for vacation because I can't take it anymore. <coughs> Because yeah, that sounds right. when you live in Iowa, and some of you may live in Iowa, what happens is for like six months to a year. Yeah, it's about you, a year. All your life is like by the end of it, the candidates, you open like your shower and that one and you'll find like Joe Biden standing there with a corn dog. Basically. You know that they're right in front of you. You go to the corn, you know, you go to get your coffee and Pete Buttigieg is there. You turn around and uh, you know, you've got Andrew Yang's in the backseat of your car trying to give you a thousand dollars in Bitcoin. And, um, but Iowa. So they do a thing where they all gather in like thousands of spaces. Yeah. 1600 gyms and rec rooms and, and sometimes people's houses, apparently. Yeah. Just places. And they all have little, I would love this because it sounds like a game. It sounds like playing a werewolf or something, but politics. <laughs> and you have corners that have like setups in them. Like this is the Warren corner and this is the Amy Klobuchar corner. And you stand in these areas and you try to talk to people and convince them to come to your corner. I would love this. It's so weird. And it you turns. Yeah. And then you get them over there, and then at a certain time, they're like, okay, everybody, get in a corner. And everyone's like, oh, sorry, then get in their corner. And then they count how many people are in the corners. And if any are like less than 15%, they're like, your corner is no good, and you have to move back to the center of the room. And everybody mills around again. And then you talk to those people, come to my corner. Come to my corner. We have cookies. Come to my corner, or we'll, we'll cut your fingers off, or whatever. And then everybody goes, okay, pick corners. And they, uh, and they all get to the corner. And they go, ooh, and everyone close your eyes. Who's the werewolf? And uh, the werewolf. And then you count, hey, you are the werewolf. And you are the werewolf. And then they kind of give these numbers. And then I, so that's how it goes. That's the Iowa caucus. You just described the Iowa caucus 
in a way that for the first time ever made sense to me. And I think really? that maybe you need to hop on a plane <laughs> and explain it to the people that ran the Iowa caucus because they clearly don't know what a caucus is. I play a shit ton of board games, Dan. Well, I you get, are. I get how to do this. I was like, you get their meeples and you get their meeples and then we're going to do resource distribution. And you sit there and then, you know, like it, I can I can play things where you you know stand in the corner and because it's 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 like playing werewolf. You are now the country's leading expert in the Iowa caucuses. Congratulations! Thank you. That's your you have you are going to be on MSNBC in ten minutes. Well, then it seems like what you do is you count. You say eh, you're in the corner and you're in the corner. Blah blah blah. And I say okay, we we'll write the numbers down and you're in the corner for the werewolf. You're in the corner for the, the Frankenstein monster. You're there. We got 16 people here and the 15 person. Okay. And then someone in the past would pick up a phone and be like, hello, vote people. Then we got a 16 in the werewolf corner. We got it's it's also I've worked in restaurants and I've filled sandwich orders. I can memorize an order too. Like yeah. you want you want a burger with no you want extra lettuce. And then spiders on top, and you said, "Okay, and your beer, and you but you wanted a beer poured over your head." Okay, got it. And you spend, but then you and you have to remember just a couple numbers. There's not that many people. No. And then you call in, and someone be like, "Okay, it's a, and sixteen. Okay, got it. And okay, got it. And uh, that's a pickup at eight o'clock. Got it. And then you write it down. And then, then the other things would happen. So there's like a the first alignment, which is when everyone goes yeah. to their corners the first time, and they go, oh, "Okay, now you don't have a corner anymore." Like a musical yeah. chair. And then the second the, alignment, they go around again. And then I guess then that there's a delegate, predicted delegate number, which I guess is based on, they do the counts of like percentages based yeah. on what you got. And then, the, okay, so that's Iowa. So that's pretty simple, right? Pretty straightforward. It, it turns out mm. that the running around a gymnasium part is easy. Mm. But the actually reporting the count turned out to be literally impossible to the point that Monday night ended with 0% of the vote counted or reported. Uh, they are now dribbing and drabbing in uh, what they claim are heavily checked numbers, though they keep retracting the numbers because then they find errors in them, including... My favorite, which I just read this morning, uh, Deval Patrick, the former governor of Massachusetts who entered the presidential race in December, uh, swept central Des Moines, the largest city in Iowa. And uh, it was pointed out after they released those results, it was pointed out to them, this doesn't seem right. And then they realized that they had accidentally shifted the columns over and that was actually Bernie Sanders numbers. But they had released those to the press. Um, it is a fucking debacle, Maureen. There is. It is wild. But the wildest thing to me was, OK, Monday night. No results are in. Every candidate is just sort of like, oh, 
And then Mayor Pete just decides to declare victory, jump on an airplane and fly to New Hampshire. I mean, why not? I gotta say, I kind of loved it. It's a baller move. It's like, just fucking bring that chaotic evil energy in. Why not? It turns out now as the, as the numbers are, it is a it is a incredibly tight race between Pete and Bernie Sanders, but at least as of this morning, and who knows which which level of scrambled these numbers are, but Sanders is slightly in the lead uh, by you know a fraction of a percent. By the time this episode comes out, who knows? Maybe you know the Mayor McCheese will be in the lead, but um, but yeah, that's how the week started, Maureen, and then there was the State of the Union address. Oh, but wait, Dan. There was oh, kind no. of one one thing that came out of Iowa that seemed fairly clear. Uh oh. You know what it was? I don't. I don't. I I I don't know. They disrespected my man. Oh no! I Amy gonna... Carter's shoe. It's me. I'm angry at Iowa. <laughs> I'm coming there. I'm gonna fuck you guys up. <laughs> you disrespected my man. <sighs> Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Joe Biden, by every count, came in fourth. You don't do that to my man. Amy Carter's shoe, this has to be a really hard time for you. I I really apologize for not considering your feelings in all of this. My man, when I went there, he spread it around. He spread it here. He spread it there. Gross. He spread those balls far and wide. <laughs> no. He dragged them across the flat, fertile uh. plains of Iowa. <laughs> oh, God. He was sucking down corn dogs. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, I And do they know what you disrespected mean. my men. They, they gave did. him nothing. They no. called my man a loser. And now I'm coming for you, Iowa. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to come for you, Iowa. Uh, What's happening? Yeah. Joe Biden came in fourth in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Front runner, former vice president, came in fourth. But more than that, Maureen Johnson, this is the man at the center of the reason that the entire impeachment process began. Mm-hmm. Right. Like here is the guy that Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani were like, we need to take him down. Checks out. Get us some Ukrainian dirt on this guy and his son so that we can we can make sure that we don't have to face this. Juggernaut threat. Yeah. And he came in fourth. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, I mean, we got a definite, so that that fact did kind of come shining through. Yeah. I, um, I wrote our friend, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, my God. On Monday night, Maureen. Because I needed to know. And, and listeners, some of whom may be new. Uh, I, Rudy Giuliani texts anyone back. If they have his phone number, you can text uh, him and he would respond to you. Yeah. And um, the listeners of says who pitched in to uh, 
cover a burner phone to text Rudy Giuliani. Anyway, Maureen Johnson. I wrote, Rudy, was it worth getting the president impeached just to burn a guy that came in fourth in Iowa? I don't know why every time I send these, I don't expect to get a response, but I didn't. But instead, I get back shortly, like 20 minutes later. You have no understanding of what is going on and how corrupt Biden is. Mm. To which I responded, I mean, he's losing just fine without you. And he wrote, goodbye and deal with his reelection as an adult. Deal with his reelection as an adult. Oh, I guess Trump, that means, I mean, sure. Oh, I mean, I guess what an adult would do is find two goons to Mm. run around Ukraine talking to like edgelords and disgraced despots to drum up anything that you might have on a candidate put the actual future of your presidency in jeopardy fucking make a permanent mark in history for your guy and walk away having gotten mud on a person that is going to finish maybe fourth in Iowa. That's what an adult would do. Now, Jen, do you let's put on our little predicting hats. Do you think Biden is going to come back from this in New Hampshire and other places? He's not going to come back in New Hampshire at all. I think, uh, and that's, I think, been true forever. Mm -hmm. Um, He will do well in South Carolina um, Mm -hmm. because he has traditionally polled very high among black voters and Iowa and New Hampshire very visibly are uh, very white states. And so um, he's got at least one more round of real shitty news. Um, I would guess he will come in fourth again um, in New Hampshire and then... And then he will potentially have a strong showing in South Carolina, though, who knows? He certainly was helped by this delayed Iowa thing, because otherwise the entire lead story would be, you know, unknown mayor from a small town in Indiana comes in first. But even bigger story, former vice president comes in fourth. I will say, Dan, that I had an hour or so of genuine joy because at it was like four or five o'clock on the, the afternoon the next day, the head of the Iowa Democratic Party gave a press conference. And that guy had I knew the tone in his voice immediately because he had the same tone of voice I have like a week before a book is due. And you're trying to explain how it's going. And he was <laughs> physically, you could hear in his voice that he was trying to explain. You could hear actual tremble in his voice as he was going through his speech, in which he said that obviously he was disappointed, <laughs> but that everything was being counted and they have a paper trail. So there is nothing. To worry about because we have 
we have we have everything that we need and we're proceeding and then they released in what was one of the i i I will never be able to fathom this they immediately dropped as he was speaking 62 percent of the results and then i had msnbc on where steve karnacki the figures guy had on live television a kind of math breakdown like an actual breakdown as he got all this information dumped and had on live television had to explain this fucking soup of of numbers and fucking yeah. nonsense that came in and he started talking like this and then you could he was do, do the thing where you do the math in your head and you're like well that's clear and then but in the but that's isn't it what the this is if, the, if, the, if this column is well i mean i it really depends it really depends if we I, I'm just, and it was so delightful to watch the two, these two reactions, this guy just absolutely just kind of did the thing where you start talking like this and you're like, well, you're trying to figure it out in your head and as you go, and as you, if we, we, we would need to do, but the 62% were, I mean, that figure could completely change if we, if we have what, what we see is here is that why would you ever release 62% of a figure? It's, uh, there are a lot of questions. That's not a number. No, and especially not after a, a day and especially not after one of the people who was at the time leading no one because there were no results declared victory right like i think you cannot release 62 percent of results a day late in any real capacity but especially not when one person has already said they won like what is going on what is going on the most amazing thing maureen we have spent 15 minutes or more talking about the iowa results there is still the state of the union address Mm. which both of us watched which was a mistake i watched half of it and then i tapped out and just put put it on mute and started playing stardew valley to try to recover my senses that was the right move that was fucking wild like not only was it wild in what he said which was bonkers just revisionist history after revisionist history after revisionist history of wild plus coupled with this weird ellen show theatrics where he kept giving things away to people essentially um a girl got a scholarship uh a a the wife of a service member and her kids they were all sitting in the viewing gallery and then he announced that his, her husband had come home and he comes down the fucking aisle and they have to awkwardly hug in front of everyone watching uh and Rush Limbaugh Rush Limbaugh Maureen received the presidential medal of freedom Dad, but he I didn't I want you to he, go back. Just freeze a second. Freeze. Ah, uh, yes. Go back to August 2016 and tell Dan then that Rush Limbaugh is going to get the Presidential <laughs> Medal of Freedom from Trump during the State of the Union. You know that thing earlier in this episode where my brain just froze and I started laughing forever? That. That would be the result of that. Could that Dan handle that? 
In no part. Again, this is like, I always use this example, but it's the best example I've got. In the show 30 Rock, where Liz Lemon has this loser ex-boyfriend named Dennis Duffy, complete <laughs> fucking idiot, and he accidentally becomes the subway hero, and one day he walks into her work with a Stanley Cup, but people say, why do you have the Stanley Cup? And he goes, this is a Stanley Cup. Me and it are teaming up to fight illiteracy. That's what it felt like when Trump gave Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. He didn't just give it to he didn't just announce that he was giving it to him, which is what I thought was going to happen. He then goes, and now my beautiful wife will give it to you. And so then there's like a fucking she puts a goddamn medal around his neck. Ah. Ah, I it. It was. So all of these things happen, but there's also just the surreal fact that this is happening while the impeachment of this same president is still underway. The vote wasn't until the next day. So you had literally a room filled with a majority of people who voted to impeach the dude or in voted to get more witnesses in his impeachment trial. Like, that is who he's delivering this speech to. The, the room is, there are more people against him than with him. You've got Chief Justice Roberts there. You've got Nancy Pelosi sitting behind him. Like, it's like, it's like the entire cast of characters brought in for a final stupid curtain call. It, Nancy Pelosi rips up the speech. Like, it's, it is... It was a lot to process, Maureen. And then we had the fucking impeachment vote yesterday. <laughs> like we go right from one thing to the next. And meanwhile, none of these things that have happened have had Iowa resolve yet. God damn no, it. it's still not done. But that brings us, Maureen Johnson, to Mitt Romney. Which I asked about at the top. Yeah, you did. Do you feel Full ready? circle. You feel ready? I do. I need to get one thing off my chest about Mitt Romney first. So journey back to the halcyon days of 2012. Binders full of women. Yeah, that Mitt Romney. It is election night, 2012. Barack Obama has won. Mitt Romney does not concede until two or three in the morning, right? Might have been th two in the morning. Uh, largely because he apparently kept being told that he was going to win and he had to write a concession speech. Um, I am actually at the Obama uh, election night big, huge thing in Chicago, right? Like where he's going to give the speech and all of that. I'm there with Janice. I'm there with the person that is now a 14 year old, but in 2012 was, uh, whatever that math is young, eight, seven. I can't Six. do math anymore. Six. No, really? Maybe who knows math? How does it work? Nobody knows this week. Apparently, 
a very young child who I am holding, who is exhausted, but is so excited for, you know, confetti and everything else. And we don't know what to do. And we are just standing in this waiting pattern for hours. So I have always had a real grudge against Mitt Romney for keeping my child up so late. Because mm. that shit could have wrapped at like 10. Anyway, that's the thing I had to get off my chest about Mitt Romney. But then it turns out in a room full of people who traded in their principles for I don't even know what, he ended up the one principled man. Uh, he gave quite a speech. He did. So to just, just in case you have been under a rock, uh, the... President Donald Trump was impeached back in December. It's important to note he was impeached. He was not removed from office yesterday. The vote failed. The vote was almost certainly always going to fail. And the biggest question uh, leading into the vote was, would there be any defections? Would this be an entirely party line vote or would anyone from either party vote in line with the others. So would any Republican vote to convict? Would any Democrat vote to acquit? And certainly the media narrative leading in was much more focused on, are there any Democrats that will vote to acquit? Um, and yet, as it turned out, there was one defection and it was Mitt Romney voting to convict the president of the United States on one of the two articles of impeachment and he did so i mean it was it was a good speech it was he a got, good speech he got real choked up i mean i don't think that was i i mean there's two possibilities one is that it was a complete put on no and i, I don't think it was it looked a little too real um because he doesn't in the immediate future, he gets no benefit from this. Um, you know, people are going to give him a lot of shit. I mean, Do Dojo has already has already called for him to be expelled from the Republican Party. He is going to he is going to as uh, as Donald Trump said about U.S. Ambassador Marie Ivanovich, he is going to go through some stuff. He did. He got choked up and he just kind of stopped and had to continue like when he was talking about the fact that he was a religious man. Yeah. And that he took an oath before God and because he took an oath before God, he couldn't. He had to do what, he, what was right because he took an oath. Yeah. And one thing I hoped in that moment, Dan, as he went on about how he was a religious man and he'd taken an oath before God, is that with every word, one of... Marco Rubio's spinal <laughs> bones got smaller and smaller and smaller until he just started turning into a little tiny man in a seat. And then it would get liquefied and everything would just slowly liquefy. You go down, down, down. And then suddenly he would just be a little Marco Rubio puddle in the seat that would just drip to the floor and then just quietly ooze out of the chamber and just keep oozing out the door and then oozing into the street and then into the storm drains, Dan. Little puddle of Marco Rubio just whoosh, because if there's 
One thing Marco Rubio likes to do, it's talk religion. He loves a Bible quote. He (laughs) He loves talking about how righteous he is. And I was like, if one thing comes out of today, let's take this into a cudgel, beat Marco Rubio with it. Just keep hitting him on the head with, I am more religious than you. This guy's like, hey, motherfuckers. We all swore an oath before God. All you religious, everybody knows what you're up to, motherfuckers. Everybody knows. Yeah, you've had a lot of talking heads this morning being like, how dare Romney bring religion into politics? Mm, How dare he? Yeah. That's never been done before. Thank you for that useful discourse, Fox News. Mm-hmm. It's been a week, Maureen. Dan, it cannot have been a week. that. Oh, we didn't even mention that as on Friday, was it Friday night? <laughs> yeah, it was. That as the vote was coming down, in the same hour that the vote was coming <laughs> down, where they would, like, there would be no witnesses. We didn't talk about this at all. Which was really the big question, was whether or not there were going to be witnesses. <laughs> oh, in that same hour. Brexit happened. It was 11 p.m. UK time or 6 p.m. US time on the East Coast. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Sizhuvians, if you feel tired, this is why. If you feel just pain in your body that you can't attribute to something this is that. This is that attribution. Yeah. This is yeah. so much. That was all in the same hour, Dan. Oh, my God. The same hour. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. So, I mean, even as we're recording this, the fucking president is giving a, like you know, victory speech or something. I'm not even the, uh, on on his acquittal. That guy, he now believes he's always gotten away with shit in his whole, Dan, his life story is the story of a guy who gets away with shit. Yes. And now he thinks he's metaphorically bulletproof. That, yeah. That he can't be touched, you know, that he can do anything. Because... Because he can. All the evidence suggests yeah. that he is right about that. I mean, so the, the interesting thing is there has been a there have been competing themes in his life story. One is guy that gets away with shit. The other is guy that quits when shit gets hard. Mm-hmm. And that was always the hope. That was always the hope. The hope was never removal by a two thirds vote of the Senate. The hope was always that that theme in his life that he quits when shit gets hard will would prove true. It turns out that the true dominant theme of his life is not guy that quits when shit gets hard. It is guy that gets away with shit. And I think that one of the things that this week has really. I mean. I was just trying to process because I was watching the vote yesterday with the guy who has, you know, that was all up in Rod Rosen's, uh, Rod Rose, he was all up in that. Point, and we, he and I point were. Point of order. Yeah. You were paying him by the hour? Well, I mean, we won, we wanted to see it. Uh, uh, okay. All right, so, continue. 
we were watching it and um i had one of those moments it wasn't like a a pain or anything it was just like a little crystal it was just like a like a clear like a moment where everything went and the windshield was clean and i was like oh like nothing is what i like i i knew this that whatever america is this concept like it it i never i never bought into it really right kind of but i i really saw like oh they really always do get away with it this is like and again this is one of those it's not to beat this drum but it's what people of color have been saying forever and ever is like they just get away with it you know it's like just and seeing it very clearly like oh i see yep like this is this is um this is really what we built yeah and it it needs to go like it it needs something better and we we really do have to build something different <laughs> like this yeah. this this is not and it never did really work it i mean so and i'm not saying the whole thing like but you know what i mean like nothing what we have is fundamentally flawed <laughs> in a yeah. way and in a in a broader sense like it's like you bought a house and it was like, well, I have to, I know that it has, it needs work. And you're like, oh, I see. We need to rebuild this fucker. Like that's, it was that kind of clear. I was like, oh, they just get away with it. They really do. It just is a thing. And the depths of my lack of knowledge, the depths of my lack of understanding became starkly clear to me that even though I thought I didn't buy into stuff before, I was very, I thought I didn't buy into stuff. It revealed to me how much I had actually bought into certain concepts mm. and had just taken them as as red. Right. And and then I, I had to kind of erase the work and go, oh, I see. I see. I was, I, 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 I had fooled myself into thinking that I understood how 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 some of these things don't work. I'd fooled yeah. myself into thinking like I wasn't completely tricked into believing all of this worked. Um, so anyway, it was like one of those kind of clarity moments. And um, uh, yeah, it was just one of those moments. And it also, Dan, I want to address one short thing is that we need to think long term. 10 months and beyond. Yeah. About how to care. For our mental health and the mental health of everyone in Sesuvia and the mental health of everyone around the people in Sesuvia and out and out in an ever-expanding circle. Take proactive measures now. Um, guard yourself and care for yourself. This is a good time to start that meditation routine that you can continue through to build some good neural pathways. This is a good time to get into an exercise routine, to, d- to develop a, friend, a club of friends and other people that you regularly talk to. Um, uh, because this year, like, it's like knowing a, like, it's, it's like knowing a, it's going to be a season where you have to, like, get your stuff in. Like, there's a storm coming and you're, just get your stuff in. Get your flashlights yeah. in and your batteries and stuff. Like, you're going to need it. And I think it will, it's really good to start 
you could start at any time. Don't be freaked out. But like it's going to you're going to need it for your for all of our mental like it just occurred to me the weight of this year. Yeah, because I tried to run a mental exercise of what my brain would do if Trump won again in November. Yeah. And and I realized what I, I got a little shock of what that felt like. I tried to make myself go through it. And I was like, oh, oh, OK, I better, you know, in order to um, mentally cope, I better put some stuff in place now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting getting cleaned up, getting getting yourself did I strong you in to... whatever way no no i i was i was i was reflecting on that oh, because okay. that is it has a lot of a lot of 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 ripples in non-political conversations that happen in my house <laughs> and among my friends and all of that which is just you know we we got to get we got to get strong you know however you define strong and maybe that's cleaning up the way you eat maybe it's 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 exercising your body and your brain in different ways i think it's yeah it's important and it may even be being gentler on yourself yeah or really taking a time and being like you know what i am going to just sit around and talk to my friends i'm going to devote one or two nights a week to just purely sitting around and talking with people yeah. and hanging out and um yeah it, it in in one of my other jobs, uh, a piece of advice that I give uh, to folks that are in this in this program that I help with, um, they are all incredibly brilliant, high functioning artists and activists and, and all of that sort of thing. And um, they often. They come to this program uh, to kind of push themselves in new directions, but also because they are often burnt out. Um, from running hard in fields that are often very thankless. Um, and one of the pieces of advice that I give them and that I've been trying to give to myself as well is schedule time in your calendar. Don't just say it, like make it an appointment in your calendar for you. You know, make sure that that calendar reminder pops up that this is the time to journal or this is the time to spend 20 minutes on where you want to be in five years, you know, or this is a time to, this is your 30 minutes to just sketch something out your window, you know, like that, all of that stuff is important. Your says this, who you. Yeah. You know, it, 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 at a time when everything is accelerating and this is not going to slow down, right? At a time that it is, the world is more confusing than it, than it has been. And, and frankly, more scary than it has been in a while. Uh, making sure that you are actually scheduling time for yourself in there uh, because it is easy to get lost in it all. And, uh, and, and you need to, you need to make sure you're found in it as well. Well, cool. It's going to be a nice quiet week now. So, um, <laughs> well, it's Thursday. Is, Come on. I mean, how, how much more of a week can there possibly be, Maureen? Nothing can go wrong. Well, says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at Patreon slash says who, which is um, we appreciate the hell out of what you do. You literally keep us going and um, 
We could not appreciate you more. I was out on the road. I met a bunch of Sesuvians. I met a Sesuvian the, the other night, Monday night at a book event. And it's always amazing to me. Uh, it's it, it's incredible. It is. Every time. So um, thank you guys so much. Yeah. And our theme and is, our, I, I want to do the end oh today. man, you're I, doing I wanna, it. I like I wanna, it. You're I wanna, taking I it. Yeah, this you is all, amazing. Our theme music is performed by the one and only Ted Leo. Yeah, that fucking Ted Leo. You heard me. That Our one. logo was designed by Darth, who we love. We love you, Darth. And we hope that you are resting well. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter or at email at hey, H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash Says Whovians and our Facebook Group is moderated by the one and only Janice Dillard. Can I just tell a quick Facebook group story? Which is, uh, there has been an, an incredible amount of people within the Facebook group talking about their kind of hobbies and and projects and all of that. And someone, this is all relayed to me by Janice, and I, I'm sure that I'm getting some of these details wrong. But somebody mentioned that they had just come back from a tap dancing class. And that started a bit of a discussion around, oh, I want to take tap. And, oh, you do? I want to take tap, too. And now here in the city of Chicago, there is like a small gaggle of Sezhuvians that are going to take tap dancing lessons oh together. That's incredible. It is incredible. The, the Facebook group is truly a little island of wonder. In a, in a sea of shit. So thanks to everyone that has been uh, that has been so active there, and you all are helping each other out in ways that is truly remarkable. Spread the word, subscribe, please, for the love of God, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts <laughs> or wherever you listen. Just oh my God, join us. On February 12th for our next episode, Dan will be in Los Angeles, California. I will, Maureen. You know what? I have work next week in L.A., which means that you will get a you'll get an episode with Dan's morning voice uh, yeah. again, because we will be recording very early in the morning before I have to go uh, work a work a full day. But um, thanks in part to tips from impeachment.fyi maureen i am going to disneyland on saturday oh my god yeah just treating myself believe our friend akila is coming with me might have a couple other friends coming along gonna eat churros and just bask in joy for a day i can't complain dan because um i'll be later that week going to antigua on our honeymoon yeah, you and will. And then I, I will be bringing a microphone because I, I will be s sneaking back in. <laughs> I, I will Perfect. find I will find some lovely corner and I will be recording once again from the I beach. I love it. I love it. Proudly. I love it. And but for Oscar, now. Oscar will say, do you have to do? I'm like, yes. It's one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Happy honeymoon. It's not I don't even know how to go record my podcast. I mean, come on. It's not Just a have a pina colada. Oscar and I have been together for a very, very long time. We got married 
in the middle of 2018. We just keep calling this our honeymoon because this was sort of the trip we meant to take. Yeah. So from my corner of the living room with my um, with my lamp and my dog, I'm Maureen in New York. Where we can no longer apparently join global entry or any of those other other things. Oh, well, go fuck yourself, Trump. Who cares? I'm Maureen Johnson. And from my basement here in Chicago, where I do not have to write an impeachment newsletter this afternoon, I am Dan Sinker. And this has been a scissor. That was such an exciting change of pace. You've wrapping it up there. I know. Professional. <laughs> <laughs>